start with you. Your like just your background because I don't know I don't know anything about you really. Like how long have you been doing comedy? So I started in 2009. <laughs> My dad died and it was the financial crisis and I was living in New York and I don't know. I just kind of was like this might not be forever and I just wanted to kind of do something that was very New York to me because I was like well I don't want to regret not doing something that I wouldn't be able to do elsewhere so I took a class and it's funny I took a one-day workshop I mean it wasn't even like a full-fledged comedy course I just took a one-day workshop, but I really liked it. And the instructor said, oh, well, we offer, like, I think it was a 10-week course, which culminates with you having to perform. And I thought, well, that sounds terrifying. So I signed up. <laughs> but I, like, I really like my classmates. I really like the process. And then I started going to open mics to prepare for our graduation show. I don't know. Like, I guess in my head, I thought it was, like, a very dog-eat-dog type of world. I always thought like acting where one role and 250 people reading for it, you know, and it's not to say that there isn't bullshit and politics and comedy, but like for the most part, people were welcoming and we were all trying, we were all failing. We were all happy for the little successes, whether it was your own or somebody else's. So I just kind of fell in love with the community and the craft. And it actually took me several years to really see myself as a comic. And then, you know, as time passed, in New York, they do bringer shows. In New York, to get on stage, you have to bring a certain amount of people. And my friends were incredibly gracious coming out, not only because I wasn't that great, but a lot of these shows, it was like 20 new comics. It was... It was an expensive open mic. But after a while, you know, I started doing shows where it wasn't just my friends there and I was getting laughs. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is weird. And I just embraced it. And I was like, I think I'm a comic. Once you do comedy and you really immerse yourself in it, there's no going back. Even if I never get on a stage again, the way my brain works, the way I think about things, the way I articulate it, this is a terrible analogy, but like an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. You're just either recovering or what, you know, whatever it is, but it's like that. It's just, your brain is different. Something that I don't think ever really goes away, even if you never get on stage again. That's kind of what the goal with Art of Comedy is, to give them scholarships to go to classes like Christy Bufley's class at Voodoo and just recruit more teachers in other areas where there aren't any, which there aren't a lot, especially female teachers. So that gives them an income too. So it helps twofold. I'm not like trying to make comedians. That'd be great if some comedians come out of it. I'm trying to just help people heal from trauma and abuse and just give them back their spark or give them a spark maybe they never had. You're, when you're a victim, I think, or when you're victimized by a certain one situation or whatever, you feel like you don't have a voice. Mm -hmm. And I think comedy gives you a voice. Yeah, if they could just hold their heads up and look people in the eye for a job interview. It's huge. Because I know, like, I got into comedy at, like, probably one of the lowest points of my life in a very dark time. So, Welcome. <laughs> yeah. And I've noticed so many people, that's when they get into comedy. I don't really even make jokes about my trauma. But even if you never, ever talk about anything like that on stage, just the, the confidence. And then the community, too, of 
of these of the people that you meet when you go when you go into comedy especially like here in Denver there's just something special about the Denver scene especially the women there's so many of them and they're all so talented and supportive of each other that's how it started all this stuff with art of comedy was the festival I just started the Art of Female Comedy Festival because I wanted to bring female comedians together from all over so they could network and have resources to be able, because I have always toured by myself with no problems, but I know that I'm, it's a unique thing. I'm not. Nice to not have to, or to know who the other females are, because that's the thing. When you get booked, it's very rare that they'll book more than one female comic. Yeah. You know, so what do you do? Share a condo with a couple dudes you don't know, you know? Well, and that's the thing. Like, you feel, even though we know there are a lot of female comics out there now, or a lot more, you still feel very isolated and very alone. And it's just, you know, so this is an interesting I went to this panel discussion and it was business related, it wasn't comedy related. Regardless, it's the same shit, just different industry. But in financial services, especially when you start to get to those higher levels. This female executive was talking about how there are all these things that help the men bond, right? And yet with the female executive, there aren't those things. So there aren't those networking events. There aren't those type of things. And then on top of that, there are always like comments made that kind of pit one female against the other because there's this mentality of like Highlander, like there can only be one woman in the C-suite. And it makes us behave badly because we don't even realize the psychology behind it. I mean, it's not that we're bad people. It's just this ridiculous notion that's been conditioned into us for, you know, centuries. There's this side eye of like, what are you even doing here? I mean, I have had times where I've been on a show or even if I wasn't on a show, I was, I was hanging out just cause I was a comic and I was always somebody who was like, Oh, whose girlfriend are you? I'm like, I'm not anybody's girlfriend. This is a club I'm at. That's whose girl. You know, it's just the fact that like, even in this day and age, a male comic wouldn't consider that maybe I'm also a comic that his first thought is that I'm just somebody's girlfriend. That's a green room or, or hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's why, like, I think that the more female comic we can get, um, I'm, like, I am obnoxiously supportive of female comics when I see one at the mic. I don't even have to see them go up because in my experience, not every single woman is funny, obviously, but the majority of the females I see that are at a mic and trying are funny. I don't see is we try yeah dudes there's so many men and if you just look at percentages of females that are trying to be comics that are funny versus men it's the percentage of females is way higher way more often than not the female comics are they have their joke book it isn't i mean look again it's conditioning it's it's first of all it's the fact that guys do grow up and the way they bond with each other is by roasting each other, giving each other shit. So they've got that already, right? You don't do that as a young lady. That's not nice and it's mean and flat. Acceptable behavior for a woman. And you're mean or you're nasty or you're a bitch or all these other names. Meanwhile, that guy is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
is. There's this conditioning, like you said, where men just are taught that your voice matters and everybody, everybody wants to hear what you have to say and they really need to hear your opinion. It's important. <laughs> I mean, hell, like you can, you, you can just tell these younger male comics when they get on stage and you're just like, oh, baby doll, <laughs> somebody lied to you. <laughs> Nobody yeah. gives a shit what you have to say. <laughs> so back to the, but like back to what we're actually supposed to be talking about. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, uh, this happens every time. But for me, like the art, art, like comedy is an art form. I don't think a lot of lay people see it as that necessarily. But like I always say that for me, the audience is my canvas and the mic is my paintbrush and the jokes are my paint as with any art form, there's different kinds of artists. Everyone has their own artistic process and some people aren't as good at it as others. There's different degrees of skill level in any art form, but even if you suck at painting, if you enjoy painting. Hey, totally. Two things that I absolutely love about the art of comedy. One is that you're constantly evolving. So even if you're Chris Rock or Kevin Hart, after you get done with that special, you still have to go back and you have to follow the same process that you or I have to do who are just, you know, doing mics and like bar shows and stuff like that. And there's such a common denominator in that. And I've, I've watched these famous comics work out new jokes. Now, of course, they're better at it, you know, and they're not starting at zero every time, but it's still the same process. And you can tell that's it. Like, that's what it is. That's who we are as comics. And that rings true for whatever level you're at. The other part, the second part that I absolutely love and keeps me going is always have that variable of the audience. Every show is different. Every time it's going to feel like a different show. I love comedy, but I don't. I mean, I do have fantasies about doing, you know, hour-long shows in front of 20,000 people and killing it. But it's just not something that's on the forefront of my mind. If it happens, I'm not going to... I don't turn down an opportunity or anything. I'm not like, no, there's 300 people? You know, I'm not going to do that for sure. Yeah. But I don't... But I'm not like... That's not a goal in my head. So what's your goal? Like... My goal really is about this nonprofit. I really love new comedians. I might want to get into management or something. Yeah, I really, I love comedy. I love the whole art form of it. I know that there are some people that have that it factor and that drive and the talent and all the different things they need. They have everything. They have the entire package that they need. Yeah. And to be able to like be that person that, that mentors them, people that are just starting out, especially female comics and queer comics and the others, as I call them, to be able to get them out there into front of people um, to share their stories, to share all these different voices that we don't hear. And that's how you, that's how you have real social change. That's really what, like, I want to use the art form for, for some real social change. And that's how it's done. You, you get on everyone's screens and you share your voice and suddenly this thing like being queer or being what a pansexual is or any of it or just different women's voices get to those people in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, and they, they get to see it in their living room uh, in commercials and because comedians become actors, you know, 
in commercials, yeah. in their TV shows, in their movies. You have actual trans people playing trans people in movies instead of cis people. Well, comedy is a better way because it's kind of like you're putting a little sugar with that medicine that they may yeah. not want to laugh. Joke that a trans comic is making, it's probably going to go into your head a little bit more of, oh, what is their life like? Right? Because if you think about it, like some of these places, right? You've been there. If, if you were sitting at a bar, and I, and I don't want to pretend to speak for a trans comic, but I have to imagine if a trans comic is in one of these small towns sitting at a bar, either nobody's going to want to talk to them, they're going to ostracize them, they might actually be mean to them, whatever. They're not going to want to likely have a conversation and hear about their life in general. If they do want to have a conversation, it's going to be very focused on like, do you still have your dick? You know, shit like that. Yeah. But as a comic, you have this ability, again, to manage the narrative about yourself, about your community. You can get just one person who watches it and goes, oh, you know what? I see myself in that. And I do think that there is a lot there in the comedy community. You know, it might not be what brought comics or alcomics to comedy but you know I'm always like we're basically the island of misfit toys you know and I don't like I don't talk about my trauma on stage I kind of allude to it I've, I've been asked so many times in the past like well why don't you talk about your doors and I'm like nothing funny about it to me it's not funny to me yeah there's yeah. nothing funny to me about it but I think that you don't have to talk about the trauma for comedy to be beneficial to overcome the trauma. Cause just Not like we were talking about in the beginning, it just, it's just a matter of rewire. It rewires your brain. One of the things I really want to do is go into prisons to work with women because it does rewire their brain because I am just imagining myself being in prison, just imagining myself in there with no hope, nothing to think about why not get in a fight? Why not keep doing drugs? Why not? You know, why be good? And then it well, about be the funny and things that you normally don't. I would venture to say a lot of them probably ended up there because of what life was like prior to that. So it not only gives them a tool to cope with what their current situation is, but, you know, I'd be willing to bet that they, you know, had childhood trauma, ended up in bad relationships. Maybe they're in there because of a relationship they were in, you know, and then to have to come out and all of a sudden society expects you to just, you know, be a completely different person and function completely differently. I think that would be amazing. Yeah. To give them a goal for when they do get out. And a way to process. I mean, you know, we've talked about this. It, it just changes the way you process shitty things in your life. And then you have a much more positive outlet. 